0: good morning everyone this is father nate missionary priest in italy today is sunday may 21st of 2023 and depending on where you're at we're either celebrating the seventh sunday of easter or for most of the english-speaking world we're celebrating the ascension of the lord in that case the gospel for today comes to us from the gospel according to matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 20. the eleven disciples went to galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always." ...until the end of the age. Today we celebrate the Ascension of the Lord. Now, both of today's readings, we can say the first reading and the Gospel, recall for us the facts of the event. Jesus was taken up into heaven and is seated at God's right hand. Now, even though we profess this mystery week in and week out when we say the Creed, we might wonder, well, why? Why? Why did Jesus have to ascend? Why didn't he just stay here with us, hanging out and helping us? It's a good question, and that's a question that we can consider today. Why is the ascension good? Why is it important for us? Well, as surprising as it might sound, this feast isn't just about Jesus being lifted up. On the contrary, in the celebration of the ascension, our souls are lifted up to him as well. In other words, it's like a celebration for us too. In a sense, on the ascension, we also ascend into heaven. Christ tells us that where our treasure is, our hearts are there too. So if we really set our hearts on Jesus Christ, if he's really our treasure, our life, then because of the ascension, our hearts are drawn to him and hence drawn to heaven. It means that we just don't sit around here thinking about earthly things, worldly things but rather we think about those of heaven. And it's this thought that gives us the strength and the grace to leave behind worldly concerns, or thinking too much about money, power, things I want to have, what other people think of me. As St. Paul writes to the Colossians, he tells them, If you are raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. Now, if Christ were still on earth, it'd be hard for us to think of heaven all the time. But because he's gone, and because we know precisely where he went, our thoughts turn to that place where we hope to live with him forever. This is why Christ's ascension changes us. Sometimes, though, we don't seek heaven with all our hearts. Sometimes we get focused on other things, like our jobs, money, or other problems we might have. Yeah, there are concerns in this world, but today's feast is the perfect opportunity to consider what heaven will be like. To consider why we should want to go there. What is it that awaits us? This helps us to see everything else in perspective. Now, the Catechism of the Catholic Church explains things very simply. By saying, those who die in God's grace and friendship, and are perfectly purified, live forever with Christ. They are like God forever, for they see him as he is, face to face. This most perfect life with the most holy trinity, this communion of life and love with the trinity, with the blessed Virgin Mary, the angels and all the blessed, is called heaven. Heaven is the ultimate end and fulfillment of the deepest human longings the state of supreme definitive happiness let's just consider those words for a moment heaven is the ultimate end and fulfillment of the deepest human longings everything we do in this life has a purpose an end for which we do it we go to work to to make money so we can survive I take a drive in my car so I can go to watch a baseball game. Now, oftentimes, if we we asked ourselves, we'd say we do things because we want to be happy, because longing to be happy is a part of our nature. And that's right. God made us to seek happiness, since he knows that perfect, complete happiness can only be found in him. It's like a a built-in call for us where we're hardwired to seek God. Now, we can imagine all the things in this life that are good and make us happy. Think of sharing a meal with our families, enjoying a pleasant sunset with close friends, visiting exotic places. All these things, all that happiness, well, it's like a drop of water in the ocean compared to the happiness of heaven. Now, this joy is even greater because it's shared. It's a shared joy with Mary, the angels, the saints, and all of the souls in heaven. Think about it. A happy moment like a birthday is even more joyful when we share it with other people. And so heaven is the happiest place of all, because all of the many souls are there rejoicing in God's goodness together. Even with all these descriptions, with all these analogies, though, everything falls short. We're reminded that this mystery of blessed communion with God and with all who are in Christ is beyond all understanding and description. Scripture speaks of it in images, life, light, peace, wedding feast, wine of the kingdom, the Father's house, the heavenly Jerusalem, paradise. No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. And that's just continuing the Catechism text. We can catch a glimpse of this in the words of St. Faustina. Now we know that St. Faustina had visions of hell, she had all these different visions which might frighten us, but she also had a vision of heaven one day. And in her diary, this is what she writes. She says, Today I was in heaven, in spirit, and I saw its inconceivable beauties and the happiness that awaits us after death. I saw how all creatures give ceaseless praise and glory to God. I saw how great is happiness in God, which spreads to all creatures, making them happy. And then all the glory and praise which springs from this happiness and returns to its source. And the creatures there enter into the depths of God, contemplating the inner life of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, whom they will never comprehend or fathom. This source of happiness is unchanging in its essence, because it's contemplation of God. But it's always new, gushing forth happiness for all creatures. Now I understand St. Paul who said, "I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. And then she writes about what God values most. She says, And God has given me to understand, that there is but one thing that is of infinite value in his eyes, and it is love of God. Love, love, and once again love. And nothing can compare with the single act of pure love of God. Oh, with what unconceivable favors God gifts a soul that loves him sincerely. This is what we need to reflect upon as we celebrate the solemnity of the Ascension. We need to ask ourselves, have we really set our hearts on Christ and on heaven? Do we really love God with all, with all our hearts and seek to please and to serve Him in all that we do? Do we really look forward to, eternal reward, to the eternal reward of heaven, where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father? How great will your glory and happiness be, says St. Cyprian, to be allowed to see God, to be honored with sharing the joy of salvation and eternal light with Christ your Lord and God. To delight in the joy of immortality in the kingdom of heaven with the righteous and God's friends. So today then, let's ask through the intercession of Mary, Queen of Heaven, for the grace to really love Christ. To set our hearts on Him alone, so that we might follow Him where He has gone before us, and thus enjoy the happiness of heaven with him forever.